Hello and welcome to the podcast for the November 2008 issue of The Lancet Oncology. I'm Richard Lane and I'm joined by Rob Briley from The Lancet Oncology for the first time. So welcome, Rob. Hi, Richard. Let's start off with an epidemiological study and this is looking at body mass index in relation to prostate cancer. What is this study setting out to achieve? A number of studies have indicated that, although not necessarily associated with the risk of developing prostate cancer in the first place, that excess body weight is associated with an increased risk of disease progression in patients with such cancer. Marr and colleagues analysed data collected in a large cohort of men in the US to determine whether there was any link between pre-diagnosis body mass index and plasma C peptide concentration, which is a measure of insulin secretion, and prostate cancer-specific mortality in men who were subsequently diagnosed with prostate cancer. I see that the study uses data from something called the Physician's Health Study. So presumably this means access to, if you like, data, longitudinal approach to to the data there. Can you comment on that? The Physician's Health Study has collected data from over 22,000 doctors in the US since about 1982, initially to assess the effects of aspirin and beta-carotene in the primary prevention of cardiovascular disease and cancer. The authors here have looked at specifically at around 2,500 participants who were diagnosed with prostate cancer over about 24 years of follow-up. The nature of such longitudinal data is one of the strengths of this study. Information on the risk factors was collected prospectively before the diagnosis of prostate cancer. So what were the main findings, Rob? The researchers conclude that excess body weight and a high plasma concentration of C-peptide both predispose men who are subsequently diagnosed with prostate cancer to an increased likelihood of dying from the disease. Indeed, patients with both factors before diagnosis had the worst outcome. However, the nature of the study means that one cannot assume that there's a cause and effect relationship between these factors and subsequent mortality. Further studies will be needed to confirm these findings. Nonetheless, the researchers' findings are lent more weight by the fact that the relationship between pre-diagnosis BMI and subsequent mortality from prostate cancer was consistent when assessed at two time points at baseline of the trial and after another eight years of follow-up and also by the link with insulin secretion, which provides a plausible mechanism by which these effects could take place. Next, Rob, a pilot study looking at lifestyle changes and its effect on parts of chromosomes called telomeres. What is this study looking at, Rob? Telomeres are protective complexes of DNA and proteins that are present at the end of chromosomes and which help promote chromosomal stability. The shortness of telomeres in humans is an emerging prognostic marker for the risk of disease, progression and premature mortality in a number of cancers. An enzyme called telomerase is involved in the preservation of telomere length and its activity is a proxy measure of long-term cell health, genomic stability and disease processes. In this study, Dean Ornish and colleagues used telomerase activity in circulating cells to assess the effects of a comprehensive regimen of lifestyle changes in patients with low-risk prostate cancer who had not received prior treatment. And Rob, why is this type of study important in the cancer field? Well, there's evidence to suggest that uh, telomere shortness and low telomerase activity are risk factors for cancer and certain cardiovascular diseases. So activation of telomerase by adoption of a healthy lifestyle has major implications in terms of prevention of disease. Sure, and clearly this is a fairly small pilot study, so obvious question, what happens next? Well, the next logical step is to do randomised controlled trials to assess this lifestyle regimen. In fact, the authors provide a power calculation in the discussion of their paper in which they estimate the number of patients needed in such a trial. However, one must bear in mind that 
such trials may have problems with adherence uh, given the strict nature of the regimen. Further studies looking directly at telomere length rather than a telomerase activity are also warranted. And finally, Rob, let's discuss a review, very different type of paper, and this is looking at palliative care. I think the issue here is when it comes to palliative care, it's about the appropriateness of care in the kind of palliative context, often where there are medical situations occurring which in normal circumstances might be deemed an emergency, but the approach required in palliative environment is different. Is that the main thrust? Yes, that's right, Richard. Most patients treated in a palliative setting have incurable, progressive and advanced cancers and oncological emergencies or crises, such as delirium, breakthrough of pain, hemorrhage, are common. However, the priorities of palliative care differ from those of a normal emergency room, particularly as the end of life approaches. Clinically appropriate treatment of medical emergencies must be balanced with the needs, such as remaining quality of life, of patients for whom death is expected and an accepted outcome. And what are the main conclusions of this review, Rob? The authors conclude that clinical awareness, a multidisciplinary team approach, ethics expertise and communication skills are essential, particularly since close contact with the patient and their family is essential to communicate vital information and to obtain informed consent in order to manage crises in palliative care to avoid unseen and and distressing acute emergencies and to focus on the patient's dignity and quality of life. Thanks very much, Rob. Great to have you on the podcast. We'll be seeing you in a couple of months. Those were some of the highlights from the November issue of The Lancet Oncology. More next month.